Bad Family, a podcast for black sheep, bad kids, bad family. Let's get started. Hey, Lincoln. Hey, Lindsay. How's it going? Hey. Hey. Pretty good. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valley. I forgot we were recording on Valentine's Day. Yep. (laughs) Are you you doing anything nice today? Um, I told Matt all I want for Valentine's Day is I wanted him to make spaghetti and meatballs. Mm. Oh boy, like Lady of the Tramp. I know, right? How romantic. Um, I don't know. I just thought that would be like kind of a nice stay-at-home date. That does sound nice. What about you, Link? Um, I made us French toast this morning. Uh, Haley had to go to work. So I'm just chilling for the day. And then tonight we're going to relax. Uh, maybe have some wine. Ooh, that's nice. That is lovely. So we are kicking off season three, season three of Bad Family. Um, so let's get started with our tell us apart moment. Uh, what have you been up to? What have you been up to since we ended season two? <laughs> now I'm like, when did we end season two? <laughs> We ended right in January, the beginning of January 2021. Well, well, I haven't been up to much. I've just been working. It was really nice taking a little break. Oh, Lindsay, we started taking a Samoan class together. Oh, yeah, that's the main thing. I'm fluent in Samoan now. (laughs) I've reclaimed my culture. Sick. (laughs) I did not join the Samoan class, and I, my culture still lies on the shelf. Hey, it's on the table. Whenever you're ready to pick it up, it's there. Yeah, we're working. We're working to get there. Um, the other thing I have been doing is I started investing on Robinhood, just sort of like a game, not with any money I can't lose, but just like uh, throw in a couple dollars in, and it's been really fun watching it uh, go up and down. I invested in Bitcoin, guys. There you go. <laughs> sure, after the trend. I invested in... Yeah, sorry, you didn't get in there earlier. Dogecoin. Hey, Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. Sorry, I'm late. No, you're good. We were just talking about what we've been doing, you know, since the beginning of the year, since we're kicking off season three. Right. Congrats to everybody you um haven't been doing a damn thing except for <laughs> taking care of my kids. and uh yeah every day is the same it's groundhog's day we wake up <laughs> i hear my child scream i roll out of bed and we started going <laughs> yes i feel like that except no child but like i wake up I have my coffee, I take a little time for myself listening to a podcast, and then I just work. And it's just sort of a blur after that of, you know, sucking the human energy out of my body. (laughs) Yes. That is real. (laughs) Slowly dying a little bit every day. (laughs) Yeah, just just dying a little more every moment. It's beautiful. It's beautiful and it's bad uh, at the same time. No, it's fine. Is it beautiful? <laughs> no, it is. It's just, uh, it's also bad. <clears throat> well, it's yeah. good. It's fine. It's more beautiful for being ephemeral, <laughs> I guess, the passing moment. Right. 
right, right. I'm ready to get um, my shot. Oh, are you getting your No, no. Fee? I'm just ready to. <laughs> I'm like last <laughs> on the list. <laughs> but yeah, looking forward to it. William William got his. He's all He's he's got antibodies going in him. I'm glad he did. Mm-hmm. He's a healthcare worker. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, I was really laughing on the family email chain this week. Um, our mom sends out this family email chain with just like a little update for all of our extended family too. So like aunts and uncles and cousins and mom and her siblings were like giving each other shade about vaccines. <laughs> like they were saying who had got the vaccine and who hadn't. And Aunt Debbie and Uncle Brad were like, we got the vaccine. And Aunt Lydia was like, it doesn't even make sense to me how Arizona can be giving vaccines to people who already have COVID. People who did not get COVID are still waiting. Yeah, she was annoyed. What? You could tell. I didn't read that, but that's funny. That was some shade. That made me laugh. Well, it's also very rare for Aunt Lydia to give shade to anybody. So it was like the sweetest, you know itty bitty yeah. bit of shade but but yeah it Very is good. ironic that the people well you know you know happy for them <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it just made me laugh she might not have even realized it was a little bit rude she was just annoyed she couldn't get a vaccine rude I don't know I agree with her but yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I do. What did I miss? Did everybody already say what y'all have been doing? Uh, no, Courtney well. said she invested in crypto. Man, yeah, everybody's oh, yeah. doing it. Just for fun, I got on Robinhood, and I can tell y'all, I made forty-three dollars. Hey, that's not nothing. Nice. Yeah. Who's rich? Take that to, <laughs> the, Take that to the bank. <laughs> Whoa. I'm gonna- Cash it out and buy two yeah, pieces same joke. <laughs> for Valentine's. Yeah, yeah, I think we said that at the same time. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, so Lindsay Link, uh, update us. Um, Samoan class uh, is going great. I've been sending dad like texts with simple sentences. That's cool. And he goes, I am so proud of you. <laughs> Wow. Which is nice. nice. I texted him in Samoan, my house is a prison. And he was like, (laughs) he was like, is this what you meant to say? And I was like, yep. (laughs) That's funny. Um, What else? I've been, I've been watching this K drama, this Korean drama called Crash Landing on You. It's excellent. Oh, man. (laughs) It's the greatest. That sounds good. Um, and yeah, and listening to a lot of K-pop. I've been getting into into K <laughs> on all fronts. Sure. Has uh, Nina been an influence there? No, actually, she hates it. <laughs> She's not into it. <laughs> she doesn't. No, she doesn't like it. Why is she against it? She just doesn't. Not, not an appreciator. <laughs> um well hates maybe a strong word she she actually likes the k-drama but she thinks k-pop is like a disease because of how regimented because of how uh like scary regimented the k-pop uh environment is it's like way more intense even than american pop stars yeah yeah like they have academies and oh goodness like, train people from when they're like teens 
they're taking like dance and singing lessons like 12 hours a day or something it's like a boot camp shoot that's sort of the same way it is with video gamers these days too there's like young gamer farms yeah what What? this is scary yeah they just play video games all day every day to get really good at it i wish i'd gotten invited to some of those gamer farms i feel like i've missed out yeah eye on the money got a hot hand (laughs) (laughs) for context that is a song from a video game i used to play a lot when i was a kid uh and the soundtrack would just play and play and play so now the girls say it too <laughs> what was that game even it was called and jet was set radio future Isn't the song like it? um the song is i don't remember the song it's called like risky gambler or something if you look up <laughs> future soundtrack you can find it <laughs> all right <laughs> I probably won't. <laughs> but our gamer listeners, our our core base will. <laughs> yeah, they will. They'll love it. <laughs> so, uh, Lincoln, what else have you been doing? Um, uh, Not too much besides work, although at work they switched me, so now I'm helping out the marketing team a lot. Cool, and like... To lend. Are you okay? Who? Me? Lincoln? Oh, I think you dropped off. Yeah, I'm right here. Oh, nope. He's there. Oh, I thought you dropped off. <clears throat> oh, oh. No. Yeah, it sounds like you fell in a hole. Yeah, it did. Oh. Or like <laughs> something happened. Uh, did you all hear anything that I said? Uh, we heard you. Something yeah. about the marketing team. I said that I haven't been doing too much beyond like work, but work has been kind of fun and exciting because they put me on a new team, the marketing team. So I'm uh, learning a bunch of stuff at once. But, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's it. I'm on a marketing team, surprisingly, as I know nothing about marketing. <laughs> I did a I'm marketing, on a marketing team. Yeah, we've all done <laughs> That's marketing. what I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. That's my job. Dang, you'd think with all of our marketing expertise, we could have marketed the podcast <laughs> This is for fun. <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? Who are we marketing to? We can put together a plan, but we have to, like, we got to, like, pay for media buy and that kind of thing. I honestly don't think we can market it well without an audience. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) That's the main challenge. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, for, like, the heart of it of what we wanted to talk about today, we wanted to talk about setting boundaries and being kind to oneself. Mm. this is a topic that uh i feel a little like the pot calling the kettle black because while i was doing pretty good setting boundaries i've actually been very bad setting boundaries maybe like the last month and feel i'm feeling really burned out as we record this a level of burnout as yet unknown oh no no i'm sorry it is tough. Yeah, so this is like uh, I was envisioning this episode, especially as Lincoln feels passionate about this, um, with you all encouraging me to have better boundaries, or perhaps teaching me your best boundary practices. Um, I would like you to encourage. <clears throat> I would like to encourage you to set more boundaries. I guess I'm trying to do this a lot too in my own 
work and I'm sort of just trying to realize like of all the things on my plate what how much of it is urgent and how much of it like people have just said is urgent but it's really not and then you know sort of setting hard cutoffs in the day like okay after 5 30 or 6 I'm not gonna think about work anymore I'll just pick it up tomorrow I know that's really, really healthy because the amount of work never ends. Yep. Do you know what I mean? You can just feel like you could work forever. And if you didn't have to eat or you didn't have to sleep, you would just never remove your butt from the chair because there's just like an endless amount to do. So I think it's really healthy to just say, tomorrow's a new day. I can only do what I can do. Yeah. And there's a lot of social pressure to, to keep it that way. Oh. My baby and also, like, I think saying no is a big part of setting boundaries too. So if you know that you have too much on your plate, and someone else asks you to do something, just being like, "I'm sorry, I can't help with this right now. Can you come back to me in like a week or two? I like that idea. I like um, circling back the responsibility not being on you. So it's just one thing down the list. But, like, actually saying, like, reach out to me again later. Yeah. <laughs> what part of setting boundaries are you struggling with? Like, saying yes to too many things or not feeling like you can say no? Just having too much to do and not stopping. Like, not taking lunch and working too long days and just feeling myself not having the emotional energy to perceive. Oh, sure. Are there, like, any chunks of your work that you could delegate so that you wouldn't have to do it yourself? That's a very good question. (laughs) (laughs) I think I probably should delegate more, but a lot of it I have to do myself. I sort of, I think I need to restructure my, my teams, actually, so that I have more administrative type support. Yeah. And I'll get there. It's just like another task, if you know what I'm saying. I think if there is like too many things that you alone can only do uh, and it's like slowing you down, then I I would like talk to your boss and be like, hey, there are too many things that only I can do right now. <laughs> like I need to be able to delegate some of this. <clears throat> yeah, I think that's good advice. <clears throat> that is good advice. I think it'll be fine. I think honestly, I'm just kind of kind of a downer spiral <laughs> right now. Just feeling like work is too much, and and one year into a global pandemic feels like a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. yeah. Everybody, I think is is done. Are y'all uh, exercising? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing, I'm stretching. I'm not really getting my heart up. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing yoga, like, on my porch, because it's nice. The temperature's yeah. nice in the evening now, so I'll go do that. But am I, like, working up enough of a sweat to really be, feel like I'm exercising? Nah. And I'm kind of like, I would love to be able to go for my long walks again. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe work up to jogging <laughs> back to a jog um and i guess i could i'm just like very skittish about 
being outside around people because yeah people are just out and they're not wearing their masks and we're supposed to wear double masks right now and LA is the epicenter of this whole thing here. So. Why are they not wearing masks? Why don't they, I mean <laughs> good question. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry to hear that. Well I can tell you guys I was trying to get back into like a good workout space for my mental and emotional health. Um, and I did this workout that Lloyd recommended and it was like a weightlifting workout, which was so hard. So many sets. It was like five rounds of like weightlifting sets. And it was, it was so exhausting that when I finished, it took me like an hour and a half. When I finished, I was so tired. I didn't even wash my hair in the shower. I could only just like rinse and wash my body. I was so tired. And it so drained me, strained me, stretched my muscles that like I couldn't move properly the next three days. <laughs> I had extended delayed onset muscle oh, soreness. Oh, that's terrible. So, so my re-entry into the workout space did not go as planned. <laughs> It went too hard. Too hard, too fast. Too fast and too furious. Yeah, it really went too hard. It was like when Lincoln took Dad to the gym and Dad immediately tried starting to lift like 400 <laughs> pounds as a seven-year-old. Yeah, well, I Dad remember was watching like, him do those stretches, bounce stretches in there. <laughs> and he's like bouncing up and down really hard, trying to touch his toes. It's like, whoa there, tiger. <laughs> do that but i mean i know that is super strong but it's almost like you have that memory of what you used to be able to do and then he was like sort of shocked (laughs) well he hurt himself because he didn't stretch he went straight to the big weights he did like two reps and then he got off the machine he started holding his back (laughs) (laughs) jeez damn daddy that's not the right way well, yeah, he's he's not the most patient person, so it makes sense that he would not be patient in that. Honestly, I relate that to that. In that way, I'm like dad. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I, I go to the gym, I'm like, I can do... <laughs> if the weight is heavy, like if they already have the pin set to a heavy weight, I'll be like, I'll just try it. <laughs> I could probably do. <laughs> oh, <no>. Really? <laughs> That's just like... A... Actually, I do something like that as well, my friends say, where I just, like, have, like, an extraordinary belief in myself and things I never can yeah. actually do, <laughs> where I will express things to them that they find to be really ridiculous. Like, I've said things before, like, I could be president, or I could be a golf pro, and they're all looking at me like, are you a golf pro? <laughs> but I just believe in myself, and I wonder if, if that is, like, a family trait like ridiculous self-belief yeah maybe isn't that like the dunning-kruger effect like people who lincoln uh, coming in with the science yeah (laughs) it's like people who have no skill or okay whoa (laughs) (laughs) people who have like no skill in a thing say that they are better at that thing because they don't even realize that they're bad. (laughs) Like an outsider effect. (laughs) Who are Dunning and Kruger and do they know how dumb they are? Yeah. (laughs) Has somebody told them? (laughs) Yeah, somebody needs to put them in their place. 
<laughs> no, that's uh, that that seems like a real phenomenon that's probably happening. Uh, in our family, I feel like I've done that before. Yeah, like if I had ever played golf once in my mm-hmm. life, I could realize how difficult it is. I'm just always like, I'm probably a prodigy at this. <laughs> like, I might as well think that before I start. That's like, I told Nina, <laughs> Nina asked me to make her a croquembouche for her birthday, which is like a French a tower yeah. of like yeah. cream puffs that you stick together with caramel. And so I looked up all of these like super ambitious recipes and i was like i could probably do that <laughs> and uh did a batch to practice of cream puffs last week and they came out like very flat and weird and i was like mm. <laughs> <laughs> well Damn it. so found oh, yeah, it I hate uh the dunning <laughs> i found it so the dunning kruger effect is a cognitive bias in which people wrongly overestimate their knowledge or ability in a specific area this tends to occur because of a lack of self-awareness prevents them from <laughs> accurately assessing their own skills okay i disagree because yes. i think i'm actually too self-aware so yeah they, this can, is... they maybe need to do the study i 100 <laughs> I 100% agree. I would say maybe lack of self-awareness is one of my number one qualities. Me too, actually. Actually, this is interesting, relevant to the theme of being kind to yourself. Because it's like, oh, well, maybe if I was a little bit more aware of, uh, you know, my limits. My, my limits. Well, you know, like everything, your limits, your strengths, your feelings, your whatever. <laughs> then you would not be so hard on yourself but um but if you're constantly like suppressing or uh just being a real a-hole to yourself then you don't really have an accurate sense of does this make sense yeah I, is this is this something we all just drop off the call you're still talking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like we don't want to tell her <laughs> Am I Dunning or am I Kruger? <laughs> I kind of see where you're going, but I feel like if you, as someone with, with not always a perfect self-awareness, I feel like if I were more aware of my limitations, wouldn't that cause me to be harder on myself than like my false belief that I'm better than I am? <laughs> I think it's well, better to think you're better than you are than to be. <laughs> I don't know. As long as you don't get too discouraged right. by not I mean, if you that if you immediately are going to think you're a POS because you're honest about, <laughs> you're no, like, well, if I'm not a genius, I'm a, you know nothing like dirt. In terms of like work, I think it's good to have like an accurate assessment of how much you can take on because then you know when you're taking on too much like it doesn't have to be a mean thing where you say i can only take on like three projects this week what the hell is wrong with me it could be more like all right i've hit three no more that's it yeah 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 that sounds healthy 
Yeah, that does sound really healthy. And it also, I feel like something I need to develop is a better awareness of how long things take. Mm -hmm. You know, have you ever been like, I'm going on a trip the next morning and it's only going to take me this long to pack or get ready and then it takes you like all night? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I always think things are going to take less time than they do. I'm always like, "Mm, I can probably do that in like half an hour. And then it takes me you know hours sitting there like staring at the screen like why are is nothing coming out (laughs) yeah well there's also the theory that whatever you're doing expands to take the time that you have to fill it Mm. that's interesting like you'll get if you have 10 minutes you'll get ready in 15 but if you have an hour and a half it will take you all of that time you know yeah i feel like i typically will just assume that things will take like the worst case scenario amount of time um and i i started that because i remember a bunch of times as a kid i had to go with mom to like relief society meetings (laughs) and no one else could drive (laughs) like she didn't have time to drop me off at home and then go to the meeting so I would just wait in the car and she would say, like, this will only take like 30 minutes. And then she'd come <laughs> out two and a half hours. <laughs> Shoot, what did you even do while you were waiting? Uh, no, I mean, I just like listen to music or if I had homework that I could do, I'd try and do that or I'd nap. <laughs> She's like, I'm not going to break this child's heart by telling him how long it's really going to take. And then I would, she would come out back to the car. And I'd be like, 30 minutes, huh? After two hours and a half. And she'd go, oh, she knew. You know what? I think some of that too is like being a people pleaser where you feel like if you, yeah. if you tell someone the truth, they're not yeah. going to yeah. take it. So without even really meaning to, you yeah. lie. Like for some, I do, I this, do that. I, I do that I too. I don't do this all the time, but I find myself with this hesitancy constantly. Like for example, Matt bought me some slippers for Christmas, and they were the wrong size. Actually, they were the right size, but they just didn't fit. So I was going to return them with the pre-addressed return label, but it was going to charge Matt's card $6.50. So to do the automated return label, and for some reason, I just didn't want to tell him, like, to consider not telling him that his card was going to be charged $6.50. I don't know why. Why? That's so stupid. I don't know why. (laughs) I stressed. I had a similar thing where I stressed so hard about... Um, my friend who had given me a baby onesie for Lucy and I was returning some things to Target and you know, was like, and I was like, you know what, actually we have a ton of clothes. Like I'm just gonna take this back. And and then she um when I went to the customer service, they were like, Okay, we'll just put it back onto the card that it was purchased with. And I was like, Okay, great. And then I was I was walking out at Target, I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then I felt so guilty and I was like should I text her should I let her know that I loved it but we just have too many clothes and then I, you know it was just but it was still a nice thing you know I guess that's a little different because I did completely reject the gift <laughs> <laughs> so yeah different scenario I guess. Oh, it's just tr- it's just tricky I don't know it's so so tricky yeah 
but anyway i think that we probably all have that because of uh the way our childhood was to some extent you're just i just struggled to give any yeah. bad news I, do that too. I don't know why i thought like a six dollar and fifty cent charge was gonna <laughs> break the bank but i just was like yeah oh i don't know Life is weird. weird. I mean, I think we lived in a household with volatile tempers, and I think when you live some, but with people like that, you're always a little bit walking on eggshells when you are just living your life. Yeah. Yeah, it makes you kind of. Yeah. Well, also, I think probably I have some. Mm -hmm. Also, I think I have like some like uh, fear of money Mm. feelings because we, you know, we never had any money growing up. And like we're fine now, we're not rich, but like six dollars and fifty cents would have been fine. But for some reason, in my mind, I was like, "This is yeah, yeah." I definitely had anxiety trying going home to ask about field trips and stuff. And oh yeah, money I would to do things. Oh my gosh, when I threw my retainer away by accident in elementary school. Oh no! (laughs) And I knew it was going in that (laughs) direction. No, well, well, that was like I was so anxious. I was too anxious to go dive in the in the trash cans in the lunchroom because that would be like social middle school something about it to me I was like that's social suicide (laughs) why would I go dig through the trash can yeah but then also I knew it was gonna cost a lot of money or whatever what felt Mm. like a lot of money to me to get a new one made and I was just like mentally castigating myself on the bus on the way home like uh, and wrote a letter like I'm so sorry I won't oh, ever do it no. again Aww. Aww, that's that really sad <laughs> if you had told the teacher they might have no I did tell the, the teacher she was you. like you should go back to the lunchroom and ask them if you I don't remember if she told me to ask if I could dig around in the trash can, which I was like, no, she I can't do it. that. Yeah. Or yeah. ask them to dig around for it. But I was like, I wrapped it in napkins. Like they would have to dig oh. through. <laughs> Yuck. Oh, I no. thought it was in a case or yeah. something. You're right. Yeah. No winners yeah. there. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, in terms of being kind to ourselves, who else has thoughts on how we can be kind to ourselves, especially in this new year? I was having a conversation with mom the other day because I was, um, I, I called her to ask for parenting advice because Lomi has been having these insane toddler tantrums lately. And I, at one point in the conversation, I was talking about how I was feeling guilty and bad because like how can I as somebody who has no patience teach her to be somebody who has patience you know it's like so I was just kind of like lamenting that I was doing a bad job and also I don't have any tools to do a good job and she was like she was like one nice thing about children is that their memories are really short (laughs) especially little kids so she was like if you she was like telling stories about parenting us and like how she would go and like apologize the next day for like losing her temper 
and nobody would know what she was talking about or like you know i would yell at lomi one night because she lost her mind and then the next morning i was like i'm sorry we had a bad night last night and she was like yeah i dropped my panda off my bed <laughs> and i was like uh, no that wasn't it I, okay never mind <laughs> So, like, she was just, anyway, point being um, that usually everybody around you is a lot more, like, ready to forgive and, like, not focused on the ways you're failing than you are. It's just hard to um, give yourself that same perspective because you're just wanting to be better. Um, do you think of yourself as not a patient person that's not how I think of you well see (laughs) 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 Um, yeah I don't think of myself as patient do you do y'all think of yourselves as patient I mean I could I can see you being patient I don't think you're impatient well that's very nice I see myself as a classically impatient person who's gotten better over time. But I also, I don't think it's possible to be that patient when you have kids who are crying every day. I feel like you're- yeah. yeah. I think I, you know, it, you're definitely like tested. Your limits are tested. I think I, I did actually think I was more patient before I had kids. <laughs> and then when somebody was screaming, you know, I actually felt a little bit of fear when Lomi was a tiny baby because her screams would literally make me furious. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, Uh, you know, so it's just, yeah, definitely testing your limits. But, um, but anyway, yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I I feel like all other people's (laughs) <laughs> that's what well i thought about that because mom was always like oh it's different with your baby and i'm like my baby's here and i feel mad <laughs> <laughs> that baby needed to shut up <laughs> no no but it was yeah it was rough and it definitely was you know teaching you things about yourself so yeah i think being in new new scenarios or like situations that are extremely taxing kind of brings out parts of yourself that you're not aware of obviously um um, so yeah I think I had before parenthood I had improved a little bit in terms of being kind to myself you know usually it was about work stuff um but yeah it's just hard there's like all these different ways that you can be hard on yourself and you just have to um yeah learning how to work through all of them and still be like yeah I still like myself even if I did yell at a baby or <laughs> you know <laughs> you know or whatever it was or if I made it you know had a huge failure at work and everybody was like told me I did a good job but I knew I did a shitty job you know <laughs> things like that I still like myself even and, and but I learned a lesson you know yeah Sometimes I just choose not to think too yeah, hard about if what, if people are telling me something to make me feel better. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just like, I will believe you. I did do a good job. 
let's not dig too deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's hard. I mean, that's real. You'd be like, well, it's probably, you know, it's hard to actually. Sometimes I think about some of the projects that went wrong for me when I was at work. And yeah, I think it's hard for people to give criticism anyway. But, um, oh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. really, really hard. I just did quarterly calls with my team at work, which is just like every quarter I call them. And originally it was just like chatting to make sure everyone had time with me. And then uh, it sort of became um, a, a time to give them like real feedback mm-hmm. on their work. And a lot of it is praise, but some of it is is like instructions for improvement and best practices. Um, and I just had a quarterly call with someone this past week and she turned on her camera and I normally oh, just do it like both yeah, calls. You need to stare so in like, my eyes oh, while you tell okay. me what I did wrong. Yeah, so I turned on cameras and it made me laugh. I was like, if you were expecting a bad review, like <laughs> tell it to my face. She was ready. Uh, yeah so. I don't remember what point I was trying to make but yeah I guess that it's hard for everybody involved like hard to give criticism and hard to be the one that receives criticism and well along that same vein I think that's why people are so desperate for like positive feedback mm-hmm. always you know like when someone is saying something nice to you like you're in your instinct is to be like really you really think mm-hmm. that you really Really? But you also you almost want to be like, <laughs> yeah. tell me more. Speak more about what I did successfully. Yeah, really. I didn't want to go on Lincoln calling me patient, but I'm like, oh, give an example. <laughs> <laughs> Change the well, podcast. Well, Why am I great? <laughs> bad family podcast. <laughs> no. Yeah, I just feel like we're almost starved for like affirmations from other people yeah it feels good it's like a drug (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i think that's really insightful lauren Uh, and it it almost feels like it takes real work learning to be kind to yourself because I can be really kind to myself some days and then after a bad day be like less kind to myself other days. Yeah, totally. I think it's just like a practice thing. Uh, So if you keep practicing it, you get better at it. Yes. And that's the thing with setting boundaries. Like no one will have perfect boundaries immediately, not just with work, but also like with relationships. Mm -hmm. It takes time, almost like building the little gates, you know, and you're laying them brick by brick. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> it like walls. It takes time to have the boundaries <laughs> Bricks don't swing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe your boundary's too high and you shut yourself in. She's like stone by heavy stone. <laughs> Lincoln, you seem real good at it. Well, how did that happen? What's your Setting secret? boundaries? Yeah. Why are you so healthy? Oh, I'm not so good at it. I've been trying it more lately, but it has been an issue in the past. Yeah. But uh, I suggested this podcast topic because I knew that Coco was struggling with it recently, and I have been like focusing on doing better at it lately. Yeah. I am struggling. 
I just, I honestly think it's related to my mental health too. Just being in sort of a mental health low. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's like a chicken and the egg thing where like my bad boundaries made my mental mm. health worse, which made my boundaries <laughs> lower, which made my mental health yeah. worse. I think that like everybody has ruts just because we're human and we have ruts. Uh, but like the thing to try is how can I make this rut as short as possible, I guess. Mm. And that would, for me, I just like try to make sure that I'm doing all my basic stuff, like exercising and getting enough sleep and drinking water. And then the rest, uh, I handle unless something else is going on. Yeah, that's really, really helpful advice. When you said that, Lincoln, I was imagining you guys, like, pulling me out of this. Yeah, Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. But yeah, I I get ruts. I feel feel that metaphor. I get ruts all the time. Hmm. I am a rut. <laughs> yeah, that's not very kind. Yeah, no, no, you're not a rut. No, you're not. All right. Yeah, I felt like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've definitely. Sometimes I wonder, like, because I've definitely, you know, that sounds like me for most of my life. And I've kind of thought, spent a lot of time thinking about why and like when that started and why. And uh, I don't, I'm not really sure. There's probably a lot of factors. But one thing that I, that makes me laugh sometimes is thinking about at church. They asked us, I think when we were like in, I think this must have been in like Young Women's when I was a beehive or whatever, like 12. And they were asking everybody to share a favorite scripture. And for a long time, I had felt, I I said that my favorite scripture was um the scripture in First Corinthians that's like through Christ you can become a new creature you know you know, you know like become a new creature in Christ mm-hmm. and I was like ooh I like that I don't like myself <laughs> I want to be something totally new <laughs> I always say that and people would be like oh that's a good one but then when I when I thought about it I was like that's because I don't like me <laughs> isn't that kind of weak um, but that's anyway. Sad. <laughs> taking the yeah i think i do think there's probably something beautiful in that scripture but just the fact that i misinterpreted <laughs> it so um <laughs> i was like oh yeah he needs to come change me and i can be better i don't know well and there's a lot of self-improvement that's very, very i mean i think there's an opportunity for like actual healing in uh, the Christian doctrine of like atonement, but then a lot of people miss it because for self hatred, <laughs> which is for what? they like Say miss the Say actual healing part because in favor of self hatred, you know, like yeah, yeah, or, or yeah, exactly. of other people because you're not yeah, part of your religion. I mean, lots of yeah. There's a lot of ways to uh, to take that wrong. But anyway. That's fascinating. Um, 
for whatever reason that all well, that made me think of like remembering what my favorite scripture was and I don't remember where it is in the Bible, but mine was like that scripture that was like, but now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now we see in part, but, you know, one day we will know mm-hmm. as also we are known. Which was like the concept that it was very difficult to understand now, you know, but one day like understanding would be made clear. Which is someone who had a really hard time understanding. <laughs> And I guess having a consistent faith that really that yeah, I like me. that the language is pretty. Yeah, it kind of reminds me. None of are coming to mind. <laughs> scripture for me. off, scripture off. You know. <laughs> anyway, scripture mastery time. <laughs> I uh. So I don't have too much to add here. But, oh, that's okay. Oh yeah, that's okay. Well, anyone have more they want to add about boundaries or about kind being kind to ourselves and best practices moving into this year? I do think honestly, like spending time with your friends and loved ones is a really healthy self-kindness practice because often the people we care about can see our like goodness and value and express that sometimes more than we're able to see ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Like it could be reinvigorating to just, you know, spend quality quality time. I feel like I've been around. I like my phone is an escape tv is an escape but i have been around people all the time i think there's a place for escapism but yeah just to have a little try harder to have a little bit more quality interaction i try to make i force william (laughs) i i sometimes force william to we have to stare into each other's eyes for like 10 seconds before i turn the light off (laughs) that's our bonding (laughs) I like, like you better than like, the other so You're like it's a strategy. Your breath. <laughs> I think it's good just to like. Here's the million dollar question. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, do you feel oh, more in love? <laughs> um. Uh. Pass. <laughs> It probably doesn't work. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, what were you saying, Link? I think it's important just to like make sure that you don't feel isolated. If you are, then try and reach out to some friends or family or um, anybody. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's really true. I have felt very grateful to have close friends and family like I've been kind of depressed all weekend but I had like numerous girlfriends not even planned things but just reach out to me and say like what are you doing do you want to you know meet outside at the park or do you want to you know what I mean and that was just so nice nice and thoughtful that is nice I'm glad you have good community me too yeah it makes a difference. It's hard during these pandemic times. 
for sure. <clears throat> it is hard. Lincoln, I think you were spot on, though, that, like, if you can get your basics right, like, trying to get enough sleep, which I definitely do, but trying to also, like, get enough exercise. So it's not a cure-all, well. but it does. It will oh, make things easier, and then if there's something else, like, putting you in a rut, it should be easier for you to, like, suss it out. Um, yeah, try it journaling, yeah. y'all. I think you're right. Oh, man, I, I have been some. I have. It's hard. It is hard. It's hard because, um, yeah, I spend a lot of time ignoring. And then the journal is all about bringing stuff up. And, uh, yeah. It's just kind of exhausting sometimes. But I think that's part of what we touched on earlier. Is just like being, if you're actually in tune with what's going on in your life and how you're feeling about it, then you can be more honest about how you're actually feeling. And then you can be more honest with people around you about how you're feeling. I think that's right. I think that's right too. And yeah, I find same. I'm not very good at that. Which is one reason I I need to find a therapist. But I don't know if you guys do this, but like when you are hanging out with people or about to be hanging out with people, I like dread people asking me like, yeah, oh, absolutely. How, how am I or how's it going? I used to laugh with Oh, I totally. just don't I laugh with it. all my roommates because I was like really good at small talk, but then whenever anybody would ask me how I was feeling about what was going on, I'd be like, uh-oh. <laughs> or just like, not just, sometimes uh-oh, and sometimes like, uh, I have no idea. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think about that intentionally. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Like, in my brain, when that happens, I'm just like slowly backing towards the I'm like, exit. please somebody ask me what I'm watching. <laughs> I can't talk about you know. Uh, I would invite you all to do like an emotional inventory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Send us your, please, please forward us your worksheets. <laughs> I know. Lincoln, maybe you need to walk us through like an emotional inventory on one of the podcasts. It sounds like you have a lot more emotional strategies. Uh, yeah, than the rest of us. He's been doing work. Your boy I'm has so been sad some good work. and he's made a lot of efforts <laughs> to fix and address that. I'm so proud of you, Lincoln. And my therapist is really nice. Oh, well, yeah. Give us some of that. Me too. Well, health. Does he have yeah. a He's actually like semi-retired. Uh, oh, wow. again before he started retirement. But I hope that you all can like afford and find time to go to therapy. Yes, those are the keys. Yeah, I just need to open myself up. Honestly, I was looking at therapists who were taking openings today on my computer and they had like pictures next to them. And for some reason, that was like a big wall for me because <laughs> I was just looking at these people and I was like, I mean, I don't know if you'll understand me. I don't you don't you look trustworthy. It's also it's like kind of old. Too. So like you can, you can start talking to your therapist and see how it goes. And then like, if it's not for you, you can be like, I don't feel like this relationship is giving me what I need and then cancel the therapy. And like, they can't even say anything. It's their job to be like, okay, that sounds great. And then you go find the yeah. therapist who works better for you. 
Yeah, I'll do it. I'll, I just have to work up the emotional yeah. energy. And I, I've seen several therapists, and I haven't. I've only maybe met with one that I really liked. Um. So yeah, I think I keep saying like, oh, maybe when I, you know, when William's done with residency or after we move, uh, then I'll do it. Or like when my kids are grown. <laughs> I think that's a bad idea. I think you'll need yes, before. Yep. Yeah. Uh, just send me your worksheets, Lincoln. I don't have, I don't have any worksheets. <laughs> okay. No, oh, fine. 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 Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, uh, that's part oh, yes. of it. Is just loving, you know. I guess that's part of it is caring about yourself enough to actually do good things for yourself. Yeah. I think you're right. Also being generous with yourself. Uh, I don't know. As someone with like mental health struggles, sometimes there's nothing I can do about it. You know, like mm-hmm. some days I'm just not going to feel good, but other days I will. And so I just have to be generous with myself about what my true capabilities are on any given day. Yeah. Yep. One of my my actually when I used to work for the National Portrait Gallery in Washington D.C., um, one thing I did was learn a lot about all of the presidents. Um, and my favorite president was always William Howard Taft, um, and he has this famous quote where he said, "I must be honest with myself. I cannot be spectacular." <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, "I cannot get out." Yeah. Yeah, he was just a big person. I always really appreciated that. I mean, obviously, he had achieved some success. He became the president. But I was like, instead of being sad, I was like... Right. I think we're also afraid about what being honest will mean. But after you get over the uh, sadness or disappointment in yourself or whatever, at least you can see yourself. At least you can, like, look in the mirror, you know? and have it be accurate because you can't love yourself if you don't really know yourself or if you're like you know uh, making up stories about yourself yeah well and especially with things like this podcast where we're just getting to know one another more and more I feel like when you really know people on a deeper level, you love them more. At least that's what I've seen in my relationship with yeah, friends for and sure. others. Mm. So maybe like knowing ourselves on a deeper level too, like really knowing yourself allows you to appreciate your yeah. strengths. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's like just thinking about people. It's obviously easier with other people, but like thinking about people that I've had relationships with that have been rocky or like that I maybe find it hard to be in relationships with them. It's like, well, I still love them, even though they obviously have all these flaws. So, yeah, if we can somehow transfer that energy to yourself. To yourself. Yeah. Just a little self-kindness. Well, we'll all keep working on it. I think we can report back about our successes. Yeah, well. for sure. 
Um, oh shoot, I was gonna try to think of one. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of one off the top. <laughs> that's okay we can also yeah. report back about our failures uh, just be honest with ourselves so well I think that's all I got anything else anyone want to say about boundaries or kindness or you know last thoughts to kick off season three in 2021 nope love you fam yeah I think so Yes, mm. I think that's pretty good. I love, love you. you too. Love you. Love you guys. Yes, happy, happy Valentine's. Happy Valley. Happy Valentine's. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Talk soon. Thanks for listening. Smell you later. <laughs>